Welcome to Alive, a Vineyard College ministry with the purpose to awaken students to their true relationship, identity, and destiny in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We hope you enjoy this message today. And if you want to connect with us, you can follow us on Facebook at Alive Vineyard College Family or Instagram at Alive Vineyard College. Let's go. What's going on, people? How y'all doing? Y'all doing well? Am I too loud? My goodness. Am I blowing your eardrums? Okay, let me know if I do, because I have a tendency to get loud and a little extra, okay? So someone give me a, like, my man, give me like a, if I get too crazy, okay? If I get too crazy, you, you sure? All right, all right, cool. How y'all doing? My name is Clay. I'm the new college pastor out here for Alive, and I'm excited. I'm stupid excited about being here with you guys for the rest of the year. And I pray, and I pray that we can all be able to like, you know, I don't know, dig into what God is going to do with this campus through you. Dig in about what we, you guys are in a spit zone, so I'm going to be a little easy on y'all, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be a little easy on y'all. Um, but I hope y'all excited about what God is going to do through you in the campus, in the campus, in, in such a time as this, for we are alive. My, my name is Clay, like the potter. Uh, I, I used to work at the Vineyard Church. I still do. I'm sorry. I'm not used to. I still do. I'm employed, guys, okay? Okay. I'm employed, all right? I still work at the Vineyard Church, and uh, my prayer is that, I think, one, first of all, I thank you guys for being here on a Thursday night. I think you guys could be anywhere. Y'all can be partying it up. Y'all can be, you know, eating. Y'all can be doing whatever it is out there on campus to do, and you guys chose to come here. So thank you. For, I don't take that lightly. Yeah, snaps on them. Thank you. I don't take that <clears throat> lightly, but I pray that we, we continue to understand that when you come here, put it this way, when you come here, I pray that you encounter the goodness, the grace, and the love of God. Not me, not anybody on my team. I pray that you encounter the goodness the grace and the love of God, of, a, of, a, of an almighty, all-present, all-knowing, omniscient, bomb-diggity God for real. That's my prayer, that you encounter him, you really encounter him, and that's what I want to do. That's what I'm usher. That's what I'm up here for. That's what I'm up here for. Not that you guys are seeing me, but you see God burning in and through me. Because, guys, Jesus is alive. And he so wants to move in to you so that we are alive, so that we can be fully alive. Jesus is alive, y'all. And I pray that everyone here on campus, every ear, every eye, every mind perceive, hear, or see the truth of God. But I believe that it's going to happen through people like you, people like us. You know, and I, I, that's, that's my cry. That's my cry. So that's my prayer today. That's the teen's prayer today. That's even Jesus' prayer, y'all, that you guys encounter more of God every time you come here. A little bit about me personally. Um, I'm, I'm married. I got my wife, Regina, in the back there. Shout out to my, my baby girl in the back. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um, I got two sets of twins. Um, boy, girl, twins in the cut. Yes, I got the Noah's Ark blessing thing going on, like pat out. How you like me now? Um, so, uh, so the first set of twins are the A twins. The second set of twins are the E twins. And if I had a third set of twins, I had I twins. You get it? Am I on campus? Hold on. Tama. Okay, yeah, A-E-I, you get it? Okay, okay, you get it. All right. Um, um, so, you know, I got two sets of twins, and uh, I'm done. We're done, you know. But the first set of twins were born on Mother's Day weekend. The second set of twins were born on Father's Day weekend, and that's how God did it. God was like, listen, I know it's crazy. Um, I asked God for a double-double portion blessing, and he decided to give it and have fun with me with that, you know. And it's like, hey, here you go. <laughs> so they're laughing at me in heaven, you know. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, not laughing at me, but with me, you know what I mean? Anyway, so I'm going to keep it going. Um, 
uh, yeah, so I got family. I love my family, but I, I don't have much time. I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit of what I believe God pressed, impressed on my heart. I want to I I release something that I believe is a burden. You guys keep coming. You will learn more and more about me because I love to share. I love to share about my family. I love to share about just who I am. You're going to hear a little bit about me tonight. Tonight, but I pray that you're gonna you're gonna keep coming back. In fact, I pray that you bring friends, and your friends' friends, and your friends' friends' friends. You know, I, I pray that we because we, we have a message, guys. We have a message that I believe needs to impart and impact this uh, this city, really, that the the world. But you know, especially this this campus. But today, I want to talk about the the. Uh, I want to I lay some context of what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to bring something up. It's called the Holy Trinity, the Vineyard Church, uh, the church I work for, that I'm employed at, remember, um, that I work for. We believe in a Holy Trinity. And what's the Holy Trinity, Clay? Are you getting the theological on me? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a pastor. Okay, listen, um, the Holy Trinity is, 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 a, is, a, is the God in three persons. It's a three-in-one God, okay? So God is one, but also God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Why am I talking about this? Because it is a crazy, try to wrap your brain around thought, idea. No one can really understand it. How can three people be one and one be three and all that? You know what? I'm not going there. What I'm saying is that that just is what it is. And I'm going to talk a little bit about one person of the Trinity today. I'm talking about one person today in this series. I'm going to talk about, you know, I'm going to keep going down the line, you know, down the line. Not that Holy Spirit's last or anything like that because, you know, he's the bomb.com. But anyways, um, but I'm going to talk about the Father today. And in, in this series, we're going to kind of talk about then Jesus eventually and then, and then the Holy Spirit and what that all means at the end. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wish I had my can someone grab my Chipotle uh, cup. I got a cup of water up there from Chipotle. I had to, you know, go to Green Street. Your boy had to go to Green Street before he came through. You know, so anyways, um so like let's so let's talk a little bit about the father. The father is is a good, good father. Thanks for Grace. Thanks, Grace. Y'all shout out to Grace. So yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. And um, the father, the father is, 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 is amazing. Um, I got to come back to my notes cause I don't know where I'm at right now. Um, but today I want to zero in on the father and how he calls us, how he calls us out of darkness. He's the one who calls. The father is the one who calls. The, wa- the father's the one who commissions. The wa- father's the one who put everything, um, uh, put everything in motion. So the father calls, but not only does he call us he calls you to live fully alive. He calls us to live fully alive. Not only does he call us to live fully alive, but he calls us to live fully alive to relationship. To a relationship. That's the thing about the Father. See, the Father pursues us. He longs to, to, to be with us. He longs to seek us out. He longs to relate to us. He longs to want to do life with us. He longs to want to just do things with us because he calls us. He calls us for, for relationship, for lack of better terms. He, we are alive, y'all, to relationship. And he always longs to woo us. He always longs to, to, to woo us into this ever-expanding relationship. So I want to pray and talk about the Father and how he has called us to live alive to relationship. So let's pray and we'll get it in. Thank you, Jesus. You're amazing. Father God, we want to honor you. Papa, you're amazing. Abba, you are spectacular, Lord. I I thank you for what you are doing for such a time as this. We are not here by accident. You have orchestrated this thing in your omnipresence, in your omniscience, in your omnipotence, Father God. You have orchestrated this thing, and I pray, Father God, that ears out there be loosed in Jesus' name, that hearts receive everything that you want to say, everything that you want to do. do. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And the church said amen. Amen, amen. So a little bit about me, a little bit about me. I, I grew up as a drug baby. Uh, my mama drug me to church every Sunday and every Wednesday <laughs> in a choir practice. 
I was drunk to choir practice, y'all. I didn't want to go. So I had a, a, a really good relationship with those wooden pews that itch your butt. You know what I'm saying? You sitting on there, you like shaking all around like, man, my butt's itching. Like I was a kid with itchy butt syndrome because of those pews, okay? But no, I'm playing around. But, but I, I, was, I went to church and all the time and my mama drugged me and Man, I had a healthy knowledge of Jesus. I had a healthy knowledge of the Trinity. I had a healthy knowledge of, 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 of God. But you know what? I had a head connection, but I didn't have a heart connection. I had a head connection, but I didn't have a heart connection because I grew up. As I grew up, I started to fall more and more and more in love with the world. And less and less and less in love with God and everything I was taught about him, learned about him, was around. I mean, I've seen it all. I've, I've heard it all. I raised my hands up five, six, seven, eight different times to, to give my life to, my goodness, to give my life to, to Jesus. You know, I, I mean, I, I did it. I did it all. I was, I was out there for real. But I had a head connection, but no heart connection. I remember falling in love with the ways of the world. I was falling in love in, in all these traps. Um, and, and as I was falling for uh, all these traps, I started to think, man, everything about God seems corny to me, whack to me, outdated, irrelevant to me. What are you doing going to church, bro? I mean, I know I'm in the church, but I don't even need to go to church. I, I, I think everybody in the church is lame, cornballs. Preachers. I didn't want to be a preacher. <laughs> I didn't want to do this stuff. I mean, I, did, I just thought everything was whack. And so I started heading down a path for self-destruction. I remember one of my first loves in the world because, you know, I was going further and further down this rabbit trail. You know what I'm saying? I was turning my back on the king of kings, Lord of Lord. I didn't know it then, but I was turning my back on him, doing me. You know what I mean? And the, one of the first loves that I fell in love with was the love of hip-hop. One of my first worldly loves. Man, I love me some hip-hop. Man, I remember my first rap tape. I wish I had the tape because some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I wish I had that thing. Man, Museum Exhibit A. <laughs> it was yay big. It was clear. It had film inside. And on the film, the music played, okay? <laughs> okay? So there was a side A and a side B, okay? And when the side A was done, it, you had to turn that thing over and put it on side B, okay? <laughs> That's where they get mixtapes from today, all right? All right, and, and, and then so your boy got his first rap tape, Houdini back in black. My goodness, I love that thing, man. That thing was gold to me. And then your parents had the nerve to buy your boy a boom box. Y'all don't know what a boom box is. Okay, let me, let me break it down. Let me break it down for you real quick. You know, the boom box was like yay big, yay high. Had two big old speakers, had a double tape deck up in that thing. But my boombox, check it out, my boombox was off the hook, y'all. It had auto-reverse on them. You know what I mean? Auto-reverse, boy! You ain't playing no games with auto Listen, when, when you put the tape in, the, the boombox, instead of turning that thing over when it was done, all you had to do was just let that thing play, and it was like, click, click, and it went over on its own. Ah! It went on its own! Yo, person! Don't mess with me! And so anyways, I had my boombox, I had my tape, and you know, you had to get the swag official, okay? You know what I'm saying? I had to get the swag official. You know, Adidas jumpsuit, you know, Kango hat, you know what I'm saying? You know, Adidas, you know, on my, you know, you know, can't live without my radio playing, you know. And, you know, a lot of people had it, like, on their shoulder. Me, I was too cool for that. I was like, listen, I'm letting it hang, you know what I'm saying? I'm letting that hang. And you couldn't walk too fast. But you couldn't walk too slow either, you know what I'm saying? You're just looking stupid. You know what I'm saying? So you just like on your grind, you're on your swag, you know what I'm saying? We gave the definition. We gave the definition to that, to that swag, boy. And everybody in the neighborhood was listening to what I was listening to because they had no choice. I had that thing bumped up, turning me up in the headphones, you know what I'm saying? Like I was up, you know. Man, that was a lot of good memories about hip-hop. I still love hip-hop to this day. But I remember how hip-hop used to turn me into a fiend, though. I remember how hip-hop used to make me want to 
you know, rebel from my parents and think my parents were lame and think, you know, everything of Christianity was lame. And man, eventually it started teaching me how to cop a fit. It started teaching me how to, you know, see women. It started teaching me how to treat women. It started teaching me how to have a love relationship with money. And man, it, 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 was, it, it got dark for a while. And at the time, if, if my mom said, my mom and dad always pointed out, like, you know, that music is, you know, that's what your mom's like, nah, you kidding me? Nah, get out of here. But in the real, it was. On the real, I, I mean, I, I was living in it. I was knee deep in the culture, and I was, I was changing. So something about me was changing. And also, I still, like I said, I still love hip-hop to this day. Don't, 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 don't hear what I'm not saying. I love the genre. I love what it produces, but I love the redemptive qualities of hip-hop, not the qualities that are preaching hell. There's a lot of hip-hop that preaches the, the doctrine of hell and not heaven. Now, listen, if it's not coming from the throne room, if it's not positive, we probably need to start, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't go there anymore. But, you know, there's some hip-hop that's really, really good. I can give you names for days. I got playlists for days because I still got a bump, you know what I'm saying? I still, you know, got a bump. But, but there's, some, there's something about the music that's about worship. Who are you worshiping? You worshiping yourself or God? Because if you're worshiping yourself, you might be beguiled and, and worshiping the enemy, really. I'm just putting that out there, okay? I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. It's not about that. It's not about my talk. It's not about that. But that for me, that's where it was. That was the beginning for me. That's, that was the beginning of me walking far, far, far away from God. I'm not blaming it all on hip-hop, but that's what influenced me to walk far, far away from God. And then I was just turning my back on hip-hop. And some of y'all can probably relate to me right now. Some of you here can probably relate. You know what I'm saying? You probably think that at one point in time in your life that Christianity is whack, outdated, irrelevant. Maybe the world is, is calling your name right now. Maybe the love of money is calling you right now. Maybe the love of, of sex, like it was for me, is calling you right now. Maybe the love of drugs. Maybe the world, y'all, has you wanting to run away from God and everything he stands for. Well, I'm here to preach, guys, not, not hell and brimstone. I'm here to preach good news to you today. I'm here to preach good news to you. I'm here to say that today the Father God has called you out of this darkness. The Father God has called you out to live fully alive. And not only did he call you to live fully alive, but he's calling us to live fully alive to relationship with him. Check out what I mean in Luke 15. Luke 15, there's three popular parables. If you want to turn there. In fact, who has their Bibles like a paper Bible these days? Huh? What? Boom. Give it up. Okay. My, wow. Awesome. You can click there if you want, or it's going to be on the screen. But I'm going to turn real quick. Go to uh, Luke 15. Jesus narrates some parables. Y'all, Jesus was the bomb storyteller. I mean, this guy was on next level when it came to storytelling. No one, no one can check him on storytelling. And this, and this first parable is, uh, is about the story of lost sheep. But if you look deep in the, in the text, if you look deep, deeper in the meaning, you'll realize that this story really wasn't about sheep at all, but about the Father's love. Check out what it says in, in Luke 15, 3. Luke 15, 3, it says this. So Jesus told them this story. All right? Come on, Jesus. We're ready. Let's go. He says this. If a man has a hundred sheep, and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? What? Wow! The, the, the Father is going to search for us until he finds us? He ain't going to give up on us. He isn't going to stop searching. He Look, the scripts say he will search for the one that is lost until he finds it. And check out what he says. It, 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 it continues. It says this. He says this. And when he has found it, 
he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. Wow, joyfully carry it home. He ain't scolding the, the sheep. He's joyful about it. Like, I found you. You're on my, on my shoulders even, and I'm joyful. When he arrives, when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors, saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. This is good. This is amazing. Even when we stray away, God is faithful to pursue. Even when we stray away, God is faithful to pursue. Even when we turn our backs on God. And when we, when we throw up the middle finger to God. When we say, you know what, God, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to deal with you. You're whack, you're this, you're that, you're da 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 Whatever it is, he's faithful to pursue. His love ain't going nowhere. The, the, the question is, are you? Are we? Are we? What are we doing? He's saying, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. I'm coming after you. Why? 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 Why is he coming after us? Because he's not only calling us to live fully alive, guys. He's calling us to have relationship. He has things for us to do. He wants relationship. He wants to kick it with you. He wants to be with you. When you who here has had a boyfriend or girlfriend before? Okay, okay. I know some of y'all are probably embarrassed to not raise your hands. I get it. Should have asked the opposite question, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so, so, so if, if you had a boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, you, you're in a relationship, right? You're just not going to see each other? You all right? Okay, cool, cool. So anyway, you're in a relationship. Are you you're just not going to see each other? You know, you're going to want to do things with each other. You're going to want to, you know, be with each other, date one another, you know, you know, get with each other, do things together, you know, and then, you know, you know, you could do other things when you get married. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but what I'm saying is that you can, you can do things together. You want to do things together, not the other do. The, 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 you know what I mean? So anyway, what I'm saying is that, you know, relationship you got two people together. Second parable, I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. Second parable is this. If you read on, it's about the lost coin. The lost coin, if you look at that passage, you realize it's really not about money as it is about, again, the father's joy, the father's love when one sinner repents. We're going to skip that, though. We're going to skip that because, because those, those are good parables. Check those out in your, in your downtime. The third parable is my favorite, though. Third parable is my favorite, though, because, man, this is the one I could really, really, really relate to, man. This, this is the parable of the lost son, a.k.a. the prodigal son. Most of y'all probably heard about it. Some of y'all probably read it. But this is it, man, right here. I love this parable because it relates with me so much. And, it, and the story opens up with the rich farmer. This rich farmer had Fortune 500 wealth. This dude was crazy wealthy. I mean, this guy, like, just had straight status, okay? And, and he had the bomb-like property. And he calls his sons, probably in middle school at the time. And he was like, yo, hey, come over here real quick. I want to talk to y'all. I want to talk to y'all real quick. So the two sons come running up and like, yeah, daddy. Yeah, daddy, what's up? And he's like, hey, hey, look, look. I want to show you something. Look at it. Look to the north. Look to the south. Look to the east. Look to the west. I want you to look all around. You see everything? As far as I can see, that's going to be yours someday, sons. And they're like, yo, what? Pops, are you kidding me? This is going to be ours someday? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And then they're like, why, Pops? Why? Why? What do, you, what do you mean? Why are you giving this to us? And he's like, well, because I love you. You're my sons, and this is what I'm going to give to you when it's your time. They're like, yo, we in the money, boy, let's go. You know, they get on the happy dance and everything, and then they start growing up. They start doing life together. They start doing, you know, life together. They're growing up, and they probably get to high school, and the youngest son eventually is about to graduate. Older son's in college, something, something like that, and the, the, the youngest son's about senior in high school, and he's probably, he, he's starting to have, you know, he's starting to feel a certain type of way. Something's going on in his heart. 
Something's going on in his heart. He's starting to fall more and more in love. My goodness, I got to stop doing that. He's starting to fall more and more in love with the world and less in love with God. And as he falls more and more in love with the, with the world, he's like, man, you know what? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not down with playing church no more. Pops, I'm not, I'm not down with, with these rules, with these regulations, these strict guidelines we're, we're, we're living. I'm not down with that. I'm, I don't want to be succumb to this stuff. You know, in fact, I think I want to bounce. Yeah. And, you know, in fact, I think I want to cash out on my inheritance. I got, I got dough. What am I doing here? I got dough. You know, I'm going to go to my pops, and I'm going to tell him that it's my money, and I want it now. <laughs> so that's what he does. My man goes to his pops, and is like, yo, it's my money. I want it now. I want to cash out in my, um, uh, in my inheritance right now, pops. Pops, bam. What? Son. This is crazy. He's heartbroken. He can't, he can't stand the pain. But what's he do? He calls the other son, divides, his, divides the inheritance between them both. Because free, because love, perfect love, gives you a choice. Perfect love gives you a choice. It's not going to force you to stay. It's not going to force you to go. And so the father's like, son, if that's what you want to do, you, you are of age, you, you know, I guess. And if you want to bounce, then here you go. Here's your share. But I, to be fair, I got to give the other son his share as well, too. So that's what happens. And the dude, his youngest son is like, all right, deuces, I'm out. I'm out. Can't do this no more. Packs up his belongings. Check out what it says in, 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 in Luke, Luke 15, 13. It says this, shortly afterward, gets his money. Shortly afterward, the youngest son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He wants to see the world. He wants to be about the world. He wants to be immersed in the world. Yo, the world is calling my name. I got all this money. I'm going to be famous, boy. Shoot, I'm going to have followers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill the game. I'm going to see the world. He journeyed to a far-off land. Someone say far-off. Far-off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless, someone say reckless, reckless living. Let's pause real quick for a second on this, man, because this is crazy. I can't even judge my man. I can't even judge my dude. This, the, the prodigal, this prodigal dude, this prodigal son, that was me. That was me. I was tired of playing church. I was tired of living under my parents' rules. I was tired, tired of this, tired of that, tired of this. And the minute I went to college, the minute I was able to get my butt up out of the house and go to college, I wanted to go out of state. I didn't care if I was paying out-of-state tuition. I didn't care. I was going out of state to go far off and wild out. I wanted to leave. So I'm running to a far-off place to be about ex that extravagant and reckless life. I want to be about that extravagant and reckless life. Because my heart, y'all remember when I talked about how I fell into this worldly love? Well, it compounded. It compounded. It compounded. And everything was, I was just, man, I was just living for me. To the day I was like, nah, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going. I'm going to leave my house. I'm going to go and do my thing. In fact, college is going to be the out for me, baby. I'm going to college. And it is on like Donkey Kong. Just go. I'm going to wow out. And that's exactly what I did. Y'all, I started to dabble in the drugs. Eventually, I was doing that every day. I was addicted to porn. I was addicted to the club life. And that's what I was involved with every day. I was having sex with multiple women, y'all. Y'all, I had an addiction to sex. It was crazy. And that's what I was about, trying to figure out which girl to get with next. And girls were object 
objects to me. Yes, girls were objects to me. Every girl I saw was like, oh, okay, oh, okay, Yo, I want to get with her. Okay, how can I angle in? How can I angle in? I was addicted to gossip. I was addicted to tearing people down. I would clown you in a heartbeat. I would clown you in a heartbeat. I, would, I was just always talking bad about people all the time. Guys, just listen. And I thought the further and further and further I ran from God, the further and further and further I could do me, do whatever I wanted to do, that it would be better for me, that I'd be happy, that I'd be good. Gucci, you know, I, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm living my life for me. That's the, that's the goal of life, right? To be happy, right? Ah, nope. I was beguiled. Nope. I was, like, that is the opposite. You know, the cray-cray, the, the, that, the, the cray-cray thinking in that was, was nuts to me. It, now, then, that's, that was my reality. But guys, check it out. This is good news. Good news that I'm giving you. No matter how far I thought I was from God, God was still pursuing me. No matter how far I was going deep, deep into this abyss of sin, God was still pursuing me. God was still trying to break down walls. God was still trying to, to cascade mountains. God was still trying to dip in the valley low and to grab your boy up. But was I, was I reciprocating? No, no in a million, no. I remember one day I was involved with, um, with some gangs in college. I was, oh my goodness, this is, yeah, it's crazy. I was involved with some gangs, and, 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 and after a series of, of negative decisions, I found myself in a field with one group had guns and the other group had guns. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the world did I get here? Am I about to die out here? Because the area that we were was known for gunplay, and they were known for violence and murders and all that. And I'm out here wilding. And I hear somebody over there on the other side say, you guys got guns? We got guns too. What? And they're talking smack, and yay, talking smack. And I'm not talking smack, but I'm looking. I'm looking. We looking stupid out there, staring at each other in a field like it's the wild, wild west about to go down. I don't know what I'm doing. I should have been dead. I should have been shot. I should have been hurt. Nothing was going on. Not a shot was fired. And I'm thinking to myself, we out here looking like straight clowns. What are we doing out here? Eventually, after 15 minutes of this stupid standoff, I walk, we all walk off. Like, what was that? Are we, are we clowns? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Crazy thing is this. So when I walked off that field, there was a piece of me that was like, thank God that nothing popped off. Thank God that nothing took place. What was I thinking? But then, because God was just an idea to me, because I only had a head connection with God and not a heart connection with God, I still was about that reckless life. I still was about that extravagant life. I still was about the prodigal life. I had a head connection, but no heart connection. So I went back in and started wilding out again. I remember one day we were, um, <coughs> I was, uh, again, I was doing drugs, and I, I rolled the fattest blunts you can ever roll. <laughs> Man, that thing was so fat, man. And I'm like, okay, yo, come on, bro. My, my smoking buddy, my, bro, my b best friend, to the, like one of my best friends, Summer, his name was Summer. I was like, bro, we're going to get our friend who never smoked before in his life, dude, and let's go take him out. We're going to go take him out. So my man James came out and rolled with me. And so we got my Buick Skylark, and we're like, yo, bro, we're going to hot box, son. Yeah, we're going to hot box. We're rolling up the window, and we're going to toke until this thing is out, son. You know what I'm saying? So my man was in the back, first time ever. We are on the school parking lot, okay, toking and just rolling, just chilling. And next thing you know, about halfway through the El Blunte, <laughs> there was some, 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 uh, some, some lights the car rolls up in front of us with some lights. And we're like, yo, what is going on? We're all thinking slow because we're uh, zooted. Like, bro, what is that right there? And you're like, 
Yo, dude, is that a PI? That's a PI. Yo, we're done. Like, we're looking at each other like, I know that this guy's going to come knock on my window. And as soon as I roll down this window, <laughs> boom! Like, you're going to get smacked upside the head with the, 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 with the Mary J, with, the, with that good good. You know what I mean? So he knocked exactly what he thought. He knocks on the window. Wrote, you know, it's old school. Okay, don't hate. Don't hate. Okay. I didn't have the button back in the day, all right? All right, this is a while ago, okay? So I roll down that window, and I'm like, guys, as soon as, you know, I roll down this window, we done, bro. We're, we're done. It's like, nice knowing you. <laughs> yes, all? Yeah. What's going on? Shining a light all in the car and everything. I'm like, um, he's like, can you get, yeah, y'all need to get out the car, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, okay, I guess we're getting out the car now. And so we all get out the car, and we all go to the PI's car, and so we're walking over to the car, and we're like, yo, um, we're, we're, we're kind of got a sob story going on. I was like, what are you going to tell your parents? I don't know. What are you going to tell your parents? I don't know. Like, we're done. Like, we're going to get kicked out of school. We were on the basketball team. We're losing our scholarship, and blah, 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 blah. And like, what is going on? And my heart begins to catch up to what the heck's going on because I'm so high, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, I'm done. Like, my, I, I, this is crazy. This guy is in my car. He is clearly sniffing the Mary Jane, and he is clearly going to catch that big thing that we, like, dumped out in the ashtray. We're gonna, he's going to catch it. We're done. No question. We were caught. This P.I., he's looking. I'm like, what's he doing so fast? Like, well, why is he in there so long? And, me, me, you know, we're, we're on the car getting frisked and everything. We're looking at each other like, I don't know what he's doing. He came back out. He said, hey, let him go. It was just a black and mild. And I look at my boy, Sum, and I'm like, yo, bro, Sum, Sum, want to bounce? We bounced. We left. We got in the car, and we were like, are you kidding me? He thought that was a black and mild? We are good? And I, at one point, I start saying, thank you, God. I'm still alive. Like, I'm still here on the campus. I'm, st I'm here. But I had a head connection, but no heart connection. So you know what we did? We went to a different spot and finished the blunt. Like, <laughs> exactly what we did. There was absolutely no heart connection. I had no conviction at the time. And I didn't learn the lesson after God sovereignly saved me. He saved me from the guns. He saved me from the getting caught plenty of times in those scenarios. He saved me when it came to the STDs. He saved me when it came to having babies out of wedlock. He saved me when it came to being dead. I could be dead. Listen, there's all kinds of these things, guys, that he has done again and again and again. But I believe that God was saying, nope, Clay, listen, I'm going to relentlessly pursue you and let, I'm going to let you know something. I have a call, Clay, on your life. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon formed against you will prosper. I have a call on your life. And I'm going to pursue you. I'm going to keep pursuing you until you wake up. Wake up and realize that I'm good. Wake up and realize that if you follow me, you will be living your best life now. Now. Not tomorrow. Not in the future. You will start living your best life now. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what is going on? Can I have someone come up and play, please? What is going on? God, this is crazy. And I feel, guys, that the same God that was wooing me, the same God that was protecting me, the same God that was pursuing me is now wooing, protecting, and pursuing each and every one of you right now. Let me, let me turn back to the prodigal story. Because the, in, in the prodigal story, it, it's not done. The son, he's, he's wilding out. He's living in his sin. He's living recklessly. Someone say recklessly. And eventually he comes to hit rock bottom. Someone say rock bottom. 
He's hitting rock bottom students, people. Every time we walk away from God, every time we start to traverse to a far off place, every time we want to run away from God and dabble in the darkness, eventually, inevitably, ultimately, you will hit rock bottom. You will hit rock bottom. And this son, the prodigal son, was wilding out. Check it out. It says this. He hit, the, he hit rock bottom. And, uh, and he, he finally made up his mind. He hit rock bottom and finally made up his mind to go home. But before he starts to go home, he believes that his father will be mad and, and ready to punish him. So he, he, he strums up this letter. He strums up this letter. He's like, you know what? I can't go back home. I can't go back home without a letter, without saying something, because I'm scared. I did all this foolishness. I, 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 I recklessly and extravagantly spent all my resources. I made a lot of mistakes. I'm in sin. I'm, I'm, I'm done. And if I go back, my dad will be mad. He will be ready to punish he will be ready to kick me out the house because I wasted all his money. I'm a failure. That's what he's thinking. And so the thing that he thinks about to make the best peace with his father is he's going to write a letter. And in this letter, it's in Luke 15, 18 through 19. It's in Luke 15, 18 through 19. But in this letter, he, he writes, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer mm, worthy, yeah, worthy. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Will you take me in as a hired servant, period? Okay, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's good. I think that's, that's the good letter for me. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to get my bags. I'm going to get all my stuff. I'm going to get, you know, everything that I, that I need to, 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 to get because, you know, uh, I, I, I need to go back home because I'm rock bottom right here. I am broke than a joke. I am homeless. I'm feeding the pigs out here, man. Like my dang on dead servants are, are living like champions compared to me right now. Man, I could just be a servant. I could just be a servant. I could just be a servant. Okay, good. I'm, I got this. I got this. I'm gone. And this dude just walking. He's walking all the way back. However long that took him. He was on a long, long trajectory. A long, long, you know, he's, he's, he's chilling. He's, he's walking. He's walking. Next thing you know, what's crazy? And this is what's crazy. This is what's crazy about this whole thing. That his pops, his pops was back home. And his pops was like, the whole time he was gone. Yo, where's my son at? Yo, where's my son He's looking for the horizon. He got, he can live in the lamp of luxury. He's got the estate. He's got the property. He can cool out and drink iced teas on his hammock. I don't know. He could be chilling. But he was looking the whole time, months, probably even years, looking for a son, looking for a son, not knowing if he was coming home or not. But his son was like, yo, I need to get out of this. I got to get out of this. I got to get home. I got to get home. And my dad's going to be so mad, but that's okay. I, got, I, I hired servant on him. hired servant on him. And eventually he gets closer. He gets closer to the house. And, and his pops, he's at the house. And it's like, yo, he's still looking, still looking, right? He's on, his, he's on his search. He's like, yo, is that my son? Ah, no, 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 that's not him. That's not him. That's not him. He's looking, he's looking. That my son right there, that looked like my, no, that's not my son, that's, that's someone else. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, that looked like, that looks like my son. Yo, Alfred, yo, give me the telescope, Alfred. Give me the monoculars on him. Yo, I think that's my, I think that's my son. Yo, Alfred, that's my son. Alfred, quick, go get the robe, go get the ring, go get the sandals, and come holler at me. Come on, let's go, let's go. And he's going out, he's going out. Boom. He's a Jewish man running. He's running, and he's running, he's running. And his son sees him, and he's like, oh, snap. Oh, my goodness, that's my dad. 
I never saw my dad run in his life. And he's running, he's mad at me. Oh, snap, he's mad at me. No, no, I can't have this. Okay, keep it cool, keep it cool. And he's running at me. He's like, is that you? Hey, son, is that you? He's like, oh, snap. Yeah, dad, it's me, dad. I know, I know you're mad. Oh, God, I know you're mad. Listen, I got a letter. I got a letter. I got a letter for you. I got a letter. Yeah, read the letter. Read the letter. Stan comes down. It's like, son, son, jumps on him, hops on his neck. Mwah, mwah, I love you, son. Mwah, oh my goodness, son, where were you at? I was looking for you. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And he's like, dad, dad, stop. Read the letter. It's all about the letter. His dad takes the letter, and he's reading the letter. He's like, what is this, son? Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being your, what? Worthy? Worthy? What are you talking about? You're no longer worthy of being my son. Of course you're worthy. Of course you I love you. In fact, Alfred, put the paper away. Alfred, go get the robe, put it on him, because this man is straight dirty right now. Give him the robe to signify his righteousness. Give him the ring. Give him the ring. Put it on his finger, Alfred. Put it on his finger. Why? Because it signifies royalty. You are restored to royalty. You are restored to righteousness. Oh, oh, Alfred, bust out the sandals, my man, because his feet are busted right now. How long you said you walked? Okay, my goodness. Give him the sandals to signify sonship. He's been restored to his righteousness. He's been restored to his identity, his royalty. He's been uh, uh, restored to his sonship. And he's talking about he's no longer worthy. His father's like, man, get that out of here. And I believe that's what the father's saying to everyone here right now. Don't you dare come to me talking about you are not worthy. Jesus' blood made you worthy. Jesus' blood made you worthy. And because Jesus paid the highest price to get you in the family, you are in. There's no longer no work you have to do. You don't have to compete. You don't have to jockey for a position. You don't have to work to save your spot. You are in there. You are in there because you're worthy. Christ's blood made you worthy. I just want to speak that out right now on everyone here. On everyone here. I didn't think I was worthy at one point. There was, I was wilding. I was in the world wilding. And I thought if I came home, I was going to get a whooping or punishment or an extra, you know, whatever, this and that and the third. But God kept opening my eyes to see that there was a greater love that can supersede all the sin that surrounded me. And he loved me while I was a sinner. And the day that came when I was 30 years old. I remember turning 30 years old. I remember the day that I said, God, I'm going all in for you. Why? Why? Because all the things that have happened up until then, it took years for me to realize it though, but all the things that have happened up until then made me realize that God is a loving God and he will never shun me. He will never punish me. He will never leave nor forsake me, but he will love me into his family. He will love me into a family so we can be not only fully alive, guys, not only fully alive to live our best life now, guys, not only fully alive so we can walk like a boss, y'all. Y'all, listen, that's all good, but we can live fully alive to relationship. 
to a relationship. That's the thing. That's why I said yes. That's why I said yes. I said, God, if you are that powerful to take away my idols, to save me from all that pain, to protect me from all that stain, to, to, to deliver me from the mire that I was in, then I will follow you for the rest of my days, and I will make it a harder place to go to hell everywhere I go. You have me. You have me. Some people ask me all the time, Clay, why do you go so hard for the Lord? Clay, Clay, why do you, why do you go so hard for the, for the Lord, bro? Like, why are you, so, why are you burning so much? Why are you so, 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 so on fire, so, so on tin for the Lord? It's, it's, it's simple. It's, to me, it's simple. It's because of the love of God. It's because of the love of God. His kindness led to my repentance. It's that simple. And I pray that that love of God be so palatable for everyone here that it take you to a new level in Him. That it take you to a new level in Him. Father, I pray that you will do what only you can do. That you will be able to achieve what it is you have already set out to achieve in every one of these young men and women here today. I pray, Father God, that you have your way on a whole new level so that we can be alive, not only fully alive, not only fully alive so we can thrive, not only fully alive for such a time as this, but fully alive to relationship with you, an ongoing, dynamic, didactic relationship that will blow our minds in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. And we pray that this has helped stir and awaken you to live alive to God like never before. If you want to connect with us, let's go. You can follow us on Facebook, and Instagram at Alive Vineyard College.